Welcome to Sleepless in St. Canard, where nostalgia places REM cycles. I'm Kitty. And I'm Ange. And we haven't slept... In 30 years. This is a podcast about the 90s Disney cartoon Darkwing Duck and his current comic misadventures. And today, we have a double whammy. That's right, we're double the pleasure, double the fun. That's the statement of the great man with Darkwing Duck, Dynamite, number 7 and 8. Tell me, Ange, how many muddlefoots do we foot these days? Probably triple digits, we see... Uh, you would hope, but there is something in there that's going to make you happy. Okay, that's all I can live for. Scrap. The scrap of happiness dangled in front of me. <laughs> Today we're going to cover both Darkwing Duck number seven and number eight. And the reason for that is because we kind of fell behind on recording and I figure it would just be easier to get both done at once instead of like releasing them one at a time. And yeah, because they're already, they're both out. Uh, number eight dropped very recently as of us recording this, and number seven has been out for like a whole month. So. Boom, boom. Fully loaded chamber. But they're part of the same story arc, so it all links up. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're going to dive in to Darkwing Duck. Issue number seven, which has... I really like the cover for this one. It has Morgana as the feature. Ooh. Except she's not in this issue, but that's okay. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I was about to say, like, I feel like this was like the Justice Ducks were in the last one, and Negadek announced that he was in Vegas. Like, that's the last thing that happened, basically, was that whole debacle. Yeah, so to summarize, in issue number six, it was a bit of a weird where they were fighting Dr. No Good because they figured out he was the one behind everything and he hypnotized the children. And then Darkwing uh, teams up with Megavolt, who turns out just betrays him and Dr. No Good. With his pop up carnival. Yes, with his pop up carnival. And then Dr. No Good runs away into the House of Mirrors. It's glassed. Yeah, he gets glassed, and then he gets shot in the head with, like, a dart and just falls over, and he's just gone. That's it. We, we don't hear from him again. Up this morning, go. <laughs> and then the Fearsome Five show up, and the Justice Ducks show up. But does not say a word. He doesn't. I, I'm glad for that. He can stay silent. <laughs> but there is a character in this issue who has some dialogue that I thought was very cool. So yes, we're continuing off. So that arc has ended, presumably. And now we are starting off with, okay, I don't think there is a title for this one, but we start off at the Hall of Heroes. Oh. Not the Wall of Weasels, unfortunately. <laughs> not the Hall of Weasels. <laughs> <laughs> or we can do it ourselves. We'll make it happen. We'll make our own Hall of Weasels with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> dressed in little weasel outfits or wait no exactly. the other way around weasels <laughs> dressed as dressed like hookers <laughs> okay. 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 you know what we've got several iterations of a plan we can we can take it to the sharks on shark tank and see what they think yes so darkwing and launchpad are flying over the city to the hall of heroes and Darkwing's talking about how finally there's an entire museum dedicated to him. And Launchpad points out that it says heroes with an S. 
And of course, Darkwing is not going to listen to reason and says, you don't understand nuance. The plural is obviously there to present my prolifically prestigious pedigree through a plethora of prisms. Some good nice. alliteration. Nice alliteration. I also, I know it's probably not going to because this is a alternate universe where Darkwing gets accolades. I just really want that traffic cone that was his, like, tombstone <laughs> to be his entire part of this Hall of Heroes. And it's just really being used to mark, like, a wet puddle outside, like, the bathroom. Perfect. <laughs> That's my dream. <laughs> well, there's some lack of accolade because Darkwing jumps down to make his great entrance and the bouncer at the front asks him for a ticket. And he says, well, I'm Darkwing. And the bouncer says, good for you. Ticket? And Darkwing says, you want me to pay to see an exhibit about myself? And the guy says, you want to get in or not? And Darkwing gives up. He relents and says, fine. Two tickets, please. Mm -hmm. We're getting a little bit of the Darkwing not getting his his recognized glory because he's walking through the museum with Launchpad. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's just the noise that happens when he walks into any room. <laughs> yes. He walks into this hall of heroes and there's various heroes that uh, I think are all made up except I kind of recognize I think that horrible big-headed Louie from Quack Pack is in there. Oh no. As a cameo. And so Darkwing's looking around and he says, where am I? I met Quackman once. He's not nearly that tall as he looks at a statue of a big muscular duck guy. And then he goes past this ladybird statue and he says, take away those golden eggs and Miss Mallard is a B-level hero at best. And then Launchpad says, didn't she beat you at last year's marathon? And he claims that he was just being a gentle duck. Uh -huh. Is she she holding golden eggs or something? Yes. I'll show you a photo in a moment. Because okay. I, I don't know if he's being a little lecherous there. <laughs> I <didn't laughs> That's even like think... a duck equivalent for, for uh, <laughs> some nice looking patas. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I guess golden out of context. <laughs> without me showing you the images, it does seem that way, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm just, uh, I was just curious. I'll, I'll show you in a second. So they walk past the sidekick symposium and Darkwing's like, so they even have the sidekicks with their own room. Where's my room? And he's just, you know, being Darkwing. Let me grab a photo of this because there's so many different designs. These are all, I'm assuming, more original characters that they made for this. And maybe like some cameos, I'm sure. There you go. Oh, yes, she is holding a golden egg. And just kind of generic looking stuff. Nice. Yeah, some standard heroes. What was that hero you tried to make up when, or was it a hero or a villain when we were doing the Boom Studios? Was it the squid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Dr. Something. Dr. Squidder <laughs> like a duck's uh, killer attack squid thing, but he was a doctor. I don't know. I don't remember what his name was, but he was a very important man. <laughs> Shame on us for forgetting a hardworking squid. My child. <laughs> 
So Launchpad is called aside. Somebody says, psst, and gets his attention. And he walks into the uh, symposium. Was it the symposium of sidekicks? Oh, sidekick symposium. So he walks in. He's looking around, and there's some sidekick photos on the walls. They're all wearing hats. And he says, who knew signature hats was such a sidekick thing? And then there's a dark figure who says, this is my favorite exhibit. Wouldn't you agree, Mr. McQuack? And the Launchpad says, you can just call me Launchpad. And there is, in fact, a photo of Launchpad posing with the Thunder Quack in the background. So I guess he hmm. he's getting some appreciation. There you go. And then this this person who is like in a green cloak with a big moustache and a darkened face says, there is no just when it comes to you, unless you mean justice. You are the one who knows the secret of the compass. And <laughs> Launchpad's like, oh yeah, the compass. I've had it for as long as I can remember. So just a little backstory. They will explain this at, uh, later, but I'll explain it now. Launchpad has a compass in this. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently it's his, it's his compass that he carries on him at all times. And he let the exhibit borrow it for his sidekick setup in there. Okay. So there's gotcha. this compass sitting there also next to the big picture of Launchpad. Launchpad says, somebody said it would always keep me grounded, which is kind of the opposite of what pilots usually want. And then he's called away because Darkwing starts screaming from another room. It's catastrophic, an emergency, a disaster of epic proportions. And Launchpad says, well, that's DW, I gotta run. And then this mysterious guy just looks ahead and says, all the best sidekicks do. Let me just, I'll, okay. I'm just going to show you a picture because clearly there's a mystery afoot. Ooh, very shadowy. Kind of like a, reminds me of like Luke Skywalker when he's like all angry and hermity. <laughs> That is quite a stash. It's kind of like a Lorax mustache. This oh character God. is now voiced Danny DeVito. Maybe it is the Lorax. <laughs> I got it. So we find out what Darkwing's been screaming about. And it's that he's finally come upon a photo. And it's the entire group of the Justice Ducks, including himself, posing in a portrait. And he thinks this is an outrage. Launchpad's like, oh, it's a Justice Ducks exhibit, which Darkwing, of course, is not happy about because it shouldn't be about the Justice Ducks. It should all be about him, of course. His name should be spelled wrong. That would be great. It doesn't even say his name. It just says Justice Ducks. <laughs> even better. So he's shouting about it and he's saying he's not part of a team. There's a photo in the background of what happened in, I guess, the last issue where they're dragging Negaduck away with a snake around him. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so somebody was just out there snapping photos and all ready to frame just them some up. drones. Yeah. As one does. There's like a giant TV screen and it says the origin of the Justice Ducks. And it starts with, it all began when Darkwing Duck realized he needed help. And of course, Darkwing just freaks out even more. <laughs> Head explodes. Calls it a furiously false fabrication and then they kind of go over uh the justice justice ducks episode except this is narrated by i don't know who and it says formed during the rise of the fearsome five these heroic ducks accidentally found themselves the heroes of saint canard 
Or they would have been if not for the astounding ego of Darkwing Duck, who sent them away. <laughs> and then Darkwing Adam. says, who authorized this exhibit? <laughs> and then the narrator says, fortunately, wiser heads prevailed and eventually justice prevailed. And then we see them all fighting. I'll show you that, too, because we got some Justice Duck Sam. We got Fearsome Five shots. Kind of cool. Hell yeah. Also, we get to see Darkwing getting punched in the face by five people. <laughs> Excellent thing to see. They all look so cute. They do. I, I really like how they all turn out in this. This next page, I really like the facial expressions, especially on Darkwing, so I'll show them to you too. But he's fuming. Goslin in that group shot. Is she? Oh, dang. Yeah, she is. she's like, uh, and also some random child. <laughs> This mysterious child that we will not explain. Darkwing says, it was a lot more complicated than that. I saved them in the end. And we never officially stayed together as a team. And then there's a little note from the editor that says, he's right. For what actually happened, check out the classic episode, Justice, Justice Ducks. Which is always neat when they put those little notes in. They're like, you should go watch the show. Watch the show. It's a good one. So Darkwing continues saying, we're friends who sometimes help each other out when they need it. At least they'll probably start the solo exhibit with the leader. So they walk into, I guess, it's like for each Justice Duck, there's like an exhibit. And they walk into the first one, and who is it, Kitty? Gizmo Duck. It is absolutely Gizmo Duck. And Darkwing's <laughs> like... Yeah. Darkwing's like... They started with Gizmo Duck. He's not a leader. He's a suit. And then we see there's like a little stand, <laughs> this giant Gizmo Duck statue, and it says, "Powers and abilities are awesome Gizmo suit activated by top secret code word. Lots of cool gadgets. Size, strength, speed. Expert in counting. This hero is so metal. Literally, some even call him the leader <laughs> of the Justice Ducks. Oh, look at him." What is, what is that? Is it, it looks like a like a makeshift gizmo suit with like a sun hat and like a garbage can. Is that maybe what Darkwing wore in that one episode? I want to say it was up up and arrived. Um, he wore like maybe. a garbage can and stuff. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. What's a good look though? That's a very dynamic statue. I like it. Very modern, yes. And as you pointed out, he has the uh, actual ducktails design with the black arms. Because mm -hmm. I guess they're normally okay. white in the Darkwing Duck universe. I think the black yeah. looks better, personally. Same. I like it. So, of course, Darkwing decides to move on pretty quickly. So he moves into the next room. And he says, this is outrageous. The whole thing is just a bunch of quack. Which I guess is... Is that a play on just a bunch of crap? I, I want to believe so. I would think so. As for making it, that's what it is. Next up is Morgana Macabre, which is wonderful that she's getting her perfect credit. And they also spelled her name properly. The proper way. Hooray! Uh, so it says there's a statue and it says her aliases are Morgana Morg and Morgie Wargie. Powers and abilities are casting spells, expert chef in ghoulish cuisine, international businesswoman, and boss witch. <laughs> I like that. 
And Darkwing says, Morgie Worgy feels rather personal for a museum, but I like the focus on romance because he thinks it's a lead-in to the next statue, which will surely be him. But first, I'll show you our beautiful Morgana. Yes, please do. She had something going on with her head. Oh, yeah, she looks nice. She's looking good. She's looking a little thick. She's, She's looking thick. thick. Thicker than a it. snicker. So next in line isn't Darkwing, but he says as he gazes up at the statue, well, that is true love. And it's Stegmut cradling a hot dog like it's a baby. Um, there Gaze- it is. <laughs> gazing down. A phallic pieta. I, I will show you once again. It looks like... Far away from here. Horrifying. <laughs> so stigma it says his powers and abilities are being a huge dinosaur no really when you're a huge dinosaur it is kind of all you need yeah i was about to say full stop that's it that's all, that's all he's got <laughs> but it does say his weakness is a fear of fire yeah i don't honestly i don't know the last time i watched like his origin episode maybe there's something in that I want to say it's just a reference to pretend Darkwing is on fire. It's on fire. Hmm. Yeah. Could be. Without the Darkwing. <laughs> and Launchpad says, I feel like putting his weakness out in the open is a safety concern. Fair point. He <laughs> does should... have a point. I think it's pretty <laughs> just funny. Like, <laughs> like the villains just like coming in with little notebooks being like, oh, very interesting. Hmm, oh, fire, you say, huh? Darkwing says they're saving the best for last, but first, here you go. Some stigmat for you. Oh, yeah, that is a is a very big hot dog. It's a baby. It's a baby. Looks just like him. He's got his eyes. For our listeners, there are no eyes on this hot dog. <laughs> Next up is finally Darkwing. He is not amused that he's in fourth place, and it says his powers and abilities are no real powers, mostly relies on gadgets. Nice cape, has an excellent sidekick. Huh. Damn, he ranked higher than Neptunia? It would seem so. Mm. He's still not happy. He says this is despicable, deplorable, delusional. And then Neptunia is indeed last, and Darkwing says she's not even a duck. It's right in the title. So her statue is looking pretty boss. And it says her powers and abilities are ruling the ocean. And it's kind of covered up, so I can't see the whole thing. But it says long distance orders. Great on land and sea. If you cross her, she can get a bit salty. Oh. I'll show you that. Oh. Yeah, she's very sassy. And she is very big. It's the biggest Neptunia will ever be. Was Darkwing's statue at least in a stupid position? Eh, I mean, here, I'll show you his too. It was okay. It was not a particularly exciting position, but not really stupid. All right, yeah. Decent. Not like him with the the lampshade on his head riding a broom. His finest look. A voice says... From behind Darkwing, you might want to stop there before you get in too deep, and it's none other than Neptunia herself. Pulling off her mustache? Oh, that would be interesting. But I don't think so. Oh, okay. 
She says, oh, wait, that's right. Ducks can't go that far below the surface. And Darkwing says, this is exactly why fish shouldn't have legs. And they both just start arguing. It's kind of interesting to see Neptunia at all, because I feel like she only got like such a small amount of lines in the actual show. Mm. Here, I'll show you this I, one. She too. did have her own episode, too, though. Just the one, yeah. Oh, there she is. Cute. What's interesting is I remember in her episode, there was kind of like at the end, kind of implied she was into Darkwing. Oh. Like she kissed him at the end before swimming off. Oh, meow. We got some enemies to lovers trope. Not really, but... They both work alone, they say. They say. Finally, the alarm goes off. I guess the, the emergency alarm. And they're both running at the same time, fighting to get through the door to see what the problem is. There's, a, I guess, a museum curator, and he says, Thank goodness the Justice Ducks are here to help. And Darkwing corrects him and says that he's flying solo like he always does. There's a huge cloud of smoke, and we see that guy with the big mustache and the green mysterious robe is making off with a whole bunch of stuff. He's got the Gizmo Duck statue. He's got the big muscular Duck Man, or was it Quack Man statue, and some other stuff. Lorax, no! <laughs> what are you doing, Lorax? And Darkwing puts on roller skates to skate towards him. Oh. Of course he does. I will show you this one, too. I don't know why, it just amuses me that he just whips out these roller skates. He's just got heelys. <laughs> Unlike me, Darkwing can actually oh, yeah. skate somewhat. Oh, yeah, they're not even roller skates, they're roller blades. Yeah. Pew. Lorax. Lorax, bring that back. That's basically what he does. He's like, heads are about to roll, <laughs> and then the Lorax, who that's what we're calling him now, I guess. <laughs> okay. The Lorax says something's about to roll, and he pulls out uh, like a little, looks like a batarang, but it's in the shape of a duck. Okay. Darkwing or somebody says, that belongs to the cobalt duck exhibit. And he says, Cobalt Duck is ancient history. I live in the present. And he throws it at Darkwing because it's very sharp. But Darkwing definitely dodges it and flicks it with his finger. And it goes flying and it hits a statue of some other hero that wasn't named earlier. And the bill of the statue falls off. And then the bill bounces and hits another statue. And that falls over. So everything is just falling over now. The deadly domino effect. Yes. And Darkwing, of course, is proud of himself. He says, I love it when I'm brilliant, which is all the time. Mm. He continues to skate after the Lorax, saying, nothing can stop me now. But then all of a sudden, water rushes into the room. And it's Neptunia on a giant wave, saying, Neptunia is here! And Darkwing, of course, can't skate on the water, so he falls over. They start arguing. And they both chuck stuff at the Lorax, who's taken off with just a huge pile of stuff. This guy. And Launchpad's like, hey, nice teamwork, because they both, uh, I guess Neptunia threw her trident, and Darkwing threw Plunger attached to his gas gun. But then they start could arguing. Could Neptunia control the water? Like, she could just talk to the, the, the creatures in the water, I thought. I can't remember, to be honest. I remember she had, like, a weird combination of stuff yeah maybe she could i don't know i could see it yeah 
maybe she got her her howl, the giant octopus slash squid, <laughs> to to just like splash water in there for her. Hal's just got like eight buckets that he just keeps dumping into the museum. He's the sidekick. That's what he does for her. Oh, maybe this is just Hal with a mustache. Not really the Lorax at all. I hope it's the Lorax. I'm pretty confident it's the Lorax. <laughs> yeah, pretty confident. Well, Darkwing and Neptunia start arguing about who has managed to stop him. But of course, as they're arguing, the Lorax escapes. Uh, you done been seussed. You done been seussed, and they both trip over each other, and now the entire museum is flooded. Uh, what a way to go. Womp womp, where's that horn? <laughs> oh, well, we could just do that. And then we'll do. <laughs> Perfect. One for me, one for you. <laughs> So the curator points out that it looks like he mostly took old gadgets from retired superheroes and one little item from the sidekick symposium that I don't think is very valuable, which is the compass. And Launchpad is like really upset and shell-shocked by this. He says, I've had that compass for as long as I can remember. And Darkwing says, don't worry, Launchpad, we'll get it back. That compass has been just like a compass to me. (laughs) Launchpad looks so sad. He says, you'll find my compass? And Darkwing says, well, no. Neptunia will look for it while I track down the malicious menace. And then the curator says, well, actually, he's probably wherever the compass is from our security footage that seems to be the item he was after first. And then Darkwing immediately switches tracks and says, I will not rest until we find your compass. (laughs) Checks out. So Neptunia and Darkwing again start arguing over who's going to find it first. And uh, the curator says, maybe you should call in the whole Justice Duck team. This guy did manage to break into a museum full of superheroes. And they both say, never. And I think I sent you this picture of Neptunia because I was like, I'm only going to show you one thing from this comic. It was like this one expression of her. Possibly. I don't remember it. Oh, Oh, gosh. Oh, yes, the screaming one at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) With all the teeth. Yes. And then it says, more adventures with heroes not getting along in the next issue. I know. So this was all of issue seven, then? Yes. Ah, okay. Set up. Set up has been set up. It has. It has. The compass. Mystery of Launchpad's compass that he loves dearly. Yes. That we're just learning about now. She uses it to find the nearest sandwich shop. <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, though, this is a museum dedicated to superheroes. I mean, granted, there were two actual superheroes in the building who didn't do diddly squad to stop the Lorax uh, <laughs> in his little crime spree. But the curator guy is making it seem like all the statues would come to life and <laughs> and defend themselves if they were ever to be vandalized by the Lorax. So, I mean, they are just plaster. Okay. So, let's see what this Lorax is up to. On to issue eight. Issue eight! So we start off in the sky. Launchpad's flying. Yeah, because Launchpad's (laughs) flying. (laughs) I I don't know if this is going to be like a (laughs) free fall. This is another fine (laughs) mess you've gotten us into situation. (laughs) Where they're just 
just plummeting to their deaths. But anyway, yes, this makes more sense. Launchpad is flying the plane. Darkwing's reassuring Launchpad that they'll beat Neptunia, and also Goslin is now with them. Ah. So he says, never fear, Launchpad will beat Neptunia, and then Goslin says, Dad! Because Launchpad's clearly very upset about the compass, and Darkwing's priorities are skewed, as per usual. Mm-hmm. So... Darkwing says, sorry, Goslin, I mean, we'll find your missing compass, Launchpad. All we have to do is keep heading north. And then Goslin fills us in and says, well, how do you know the thief is headed north? And Darkwing says that uh, he's learned how to make certain calculations with superhero math. (laughs) And then Launchpad's like, well, also the thief dropped this. And it's like a little advertisement that says the North Pole or bust. Ah, I was thinking we are going to have our first Canadian Darkwing Duck supervillain. There's still a chance. It's still a chance the Lorax might be Canadian. Might just be me. (laughs) (laughs) I speak for the trees and the Darkwing Duck merchandise. (laughs) And the, the Darkwing Duck merchandise that is printed on the trees. Yes. Mm-hmm. Launchpad uh, flew them in the completely wrong direction because they are, are somewhere tropical. Well, he doesn't have his compass that he needs, apparently. That's what he says, because they're like, he can't navigate without it. And Goslin says, if you can't navigate without it, why did you donate it to the museum? Launchpad says it was only supposed to be for the day. Wow. Darkwing's not being helpful. He says, this is the third time we've passed this island. Either someone needs to find a new compass or I'm going on vacation. And then we see in the next panel, he's like on the beach drinking like a coconut drink. (laughs) Perfect. I was about to say, slash cut to him. (laughs) Like it's Mm. like uh, in the sword in the stone where he's like, well, me to Bermuda. And then he comes back and just like full tropical dress. I've sent you a beautiful image. Zinked up nose. Launchpad's looking a bit rough. Oh, yep, there he is. And we see uh, a cameo from Duck Talk's Pirate Steve again. Practicing proper sun care. Pirate Steve show. This pirate guy, this pirate Steve guy, he's all over this jazz. Yeah, and he's got little Rescue Ranger, or at least Chippendale, uh, I guess, shorts. Which is kind of neat. Oh, yeah, 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 I see their faces. Oh, poor Launchpad. He's just so traumatized looking. Oh, he really is. He's having a time. <laughs> and we see uh, Launchpad looking at like some compasses at the souvenir shop, and then he collapses <laughs> to his knees and starts crying. <laughs> Here, I'll send you this one too, because I really like the art. It's pretty Like cute. full on Darth Vader knowing. I see a Donald Duck hat and the Huey, Dewey, and Louie hats, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Launchpad. And Darkwing is very in tune to everything as he continues to slurp his coconut drink. <laughs> He's, like, holding up a finger for her, being like, hold that thought. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I, I like it. Yep. <laughs> He's a dick. Yeah, Launchpad's just, like, sobbing in the background. He can't even bring himself <laughs> to buy a new compass. And and Darkwing's like, okay, give me a second, as he takes a long slurp from his drink. Yep. <laughs> I need to be uh, good and drunk for this. Also, Darkwing getting drunk on the job. Hell yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So he says, I am the terror who flaps in the night. I am the grains of sand that relentlessly creep into the unreachable crevices of the bathing suit of villainy. Wow. Saucy. (laughs) Saucy indeed. Those are those golden eggs right there, baby. He's all up in them. (laughs) He buys a compass and he says, and I am here to purchase one overpriced souvenir compass. And this guy that he's buying it from looks like he's seen some shit. So I have to show him (laughs) to you. It's like this man's soul was ripped from his body. This is his life. He works retail, so. Oh, he's like a little blue bear again. (laughs) He definitely seems like he's he's not super about this. I'm going to assume some of these, like, Background characters might be references maybe to the artist's friends or just general pop culture cameos because I feel like there's something relevant to this guy having D's and S's and stuff on his shirt. Yeah, he kind of looks like the fear and loathing Las Vegas guy. I'll look up. He's got like the straw hat on and he's got sunglasses. Yeah, that guy's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I also have never seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, so... Anyway, that's my thought. I guess we'll leave it at that for now, because Launchpad's still having a breakdown. <laughs> Launchpad's still going through it. Hang on. Callie! Oh, I hear the baby. I think she stopped screaming as soon as I called her name. Oh, Callie. Oh, mother! Mother! So Launchpad is down on his knees, and he's not sure he can take the compass... Because he says, I just can't do it. You'll have to find a new pilot. And Goslin immediately is like, I could. And then Darkwing cuts her off with an absolutely not. I did pilot a whole, like, dirigible. And then Darkwing starts in with, I'd pilot it, but I need to keep my laser sharp mind focused on the task at hand. Finding the compass before Neptunia does. Well, he's doing a great job of it so far. Yes. in his tropical drinks relaxing on the beach well goslin's on the case because she holds up a cell phone and says i have an idea but you won't like it and i'm just gonna show you this page instead of telling you what happens oh hell yeah that sounds like a gizmo duck or model foot you know it's it's one of the two hey well i know myself too well there he is hell yeah I don't like it, says Darkwing. <laughs> Just flying in. He's got like a rocket on his arm. This man is ready to go. Yeah, you know it. You know it. He's always ready to go. I don't know why they like are they gonna have him pilot the Thunderquack? I don't know that that's a good idea. <laughs> we'll see. He should just like pick it up, like hold it over his head. And keep and then the little fly helicopter it. thing out, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out. Well, you're you're gonna be happy because the next the first thing he says is Hello there, Wingy. Yeah, woo! Got him. Hold on. Hold on hold hold on. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Gizmo Duck is Gizmo Ducking. I hear you're in need of my assistance. Darkwing's like, You have to read it heroically. Okay, I'll try my best. (laughs) Sing the song heroic. 
Darkwing says, in need is a bit strong, but I am in the market for a... And then at the same time, Gizmoduck says, I think I could allow you to be my... And then they both say, sidekick. Oh. And then they just start fighting immediately. (laughs) You should be my sidekick. Gizmoduck is no one's sidekick. Darkwing Duck is no one's sidekick. And then... Gauze steps between them and says, Guys, Launchpad is still here. No one has to be a sidekick. He knows his place. <laughs> it's a superhero team-up, she tells them. He doesn't even know like what it's what he's here for. He's <laughs> like, hey, you could be my sidekick for this thing I assume we're going to do. He just knows. <laughs> he does. Oh, I even get to see him putting his little helicopter blades away. That's nice. Also, this, this Gizmoduck continues to be very short. Oh, he is. He's a, he's a stocky little guy. I like it. <laughs> Do you see Launchpad in the bushes in the last panel? He <laughs> 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 looks like he just pooped his pants in that. And that he's like pooping in that bush. That man is broken. That man is broken on every every level. I'm gonna insert my canon theory slash headcanon for this. Cause we've never okay. I don't I don't think there's ever been such a thing as a compass for a launch pad. But uh-huh. I could see it being more of a mental thing, like his lucky charm kind of thing, where it's like he feels His lucky like, scarf? Yeah, like his lucky scarf. It's all mental. He can fly and pilot perfectly fine but it it without it he just loses his confidence it also just kind of feels like a very launch pad thing that he just randomly keeps saying these things are very special to him and then he forgets about them immediately like the lucky (laughs) scarf and then his his lifelong friend his compass what do you mean this is my grand great grandma quacks dish towel (laughs) everything every item on his body is special weirdly wide-hipped pants are my (laughs) luckiest pair of clothing next to my scarf and my compass and my hat and uh, this tiny little barrette I wear in my hair that my sister, Loopy? Didn't he have a sister named Loopy? Yes. Yeah, she probably gave it to him. We're coming up with lore. Some great lore. It ain't no Lorax, but... Oh my god! That's what he's doing! He's stealing all the lore! The superhero lore! He's hoarding it because he's a Lorax. <laughs> You've cracked, cracked it, it! Cracked it! Cracked it like oh, a golden yeah. egg! Oh, well, which one? <laughs> what kind of golden egg? <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you uh, guessed correctly in that Gizmoduck is flying the Thunderquack. Like sitting at the controls and flying it? Yes. Wow. He seems Benton. to be doing an okay job. He's probably just got like a YouTube video up in the visor, like telling him how to pilot it. I believe it. I'm going to show you a picture. So they're they're arguing over uh, where to go. They're approaching the furthest north they can go. And then Darkwing says... We have to find something that looks like a villainous hideout, and Goslin's trying to be their, I don't know, motivation and being like, see, you two make a great team. Mm. And immediately, Darkwing says, the real hero will be the one who finds the hideout. And Gizmoduck says, agreed. Mm. 
And Launchpad is sulking in the corner and he says, maybe we can ask whoever's in that giant ice maze. Mm. Because there is a giant ice maze. There surely is. See, now this seems like something I would walk into in Tears of the Kingdom and then just be like, I'm not I'm not coming back in here for quite a while. Goodbye. <laughs> Man, look at you guys flying, flying a jet. Who knew? Goslin's face in that middle panel of just being completely disgusted is priceless. <laughs> She's over it. She surely is. So they decide to head into the lair, <laughs> which has these big torches, and they park themselves and they go in. And Darkwing says, this certainly seems like a likely locale for a law-breaking lair. And Gizmo Duck says, I couldn't have said it better myself. And Darkwing says, no, you couldn't. <laughs> Always with the sass. Yep. It's the best way. It's the best thing about them. So in they go. They're down a hallway when they hear a creaking noise. Goslin asks what it is, and the next thing they know, this big creature comes out. It's big and white and furry. And Gizmo Duck says, What is that abomination? And <laughs> Darkwing says, I think you mean abominable, because it is abominable snow duck. Oh. Well, I also like that they are currently were in a jet, but then decided to land it and do the labyrinth on foot instead of just flying over it <laughs> and like parachuting down to where like the action is that would be common sense and therefore none of them <laughs> thought of it it's true there's nothing heroic about that oh he looks kind of familiar this snow duck i don't know i don't know if he's new or if he's from something he definitely i don't know like he might have been in the the video the DuckTales video game? Maybe. Apparently there wasn't an, an abominable snowman, but it was like a dog nose thing. Oh. Yeah. You do be punching the ice wall and causing a little avalanche that crushes Goslin. Help! And also, it kind of feels to me like it gives me like a labyrinth with a minotaur kind of feel, except it's a labyrinth with a snowman guy. A yeti. With a yeti. Yeti! He punches Darkwing into the air. Gizmoduck tries to go after him, but the Yeti blows, I guess, like ice frost at Gizmoduck and sends him flying. And then he's roaring at Launchpad, who is curling up in a ball. So now Darkwing has gone flying and landed somewhere else in the maze. He digs himself out of the snow and he can hear roaring in the distance and he's looking for Goslin specifically. And he says, I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the slippery piece of ice that trips you down the stairs of justice. There's like a tree nearby and he grabs the sticks and he bends them into like snowshoes. Oh, resourceful. And he says, I am very good at building things, which <laughs> fair. I guess we, he was an inventor in this timeline. So, yeah, um, these little snowshoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at that. He sees the Yeti, and he just full-on just kicks it in the face. As you do with Yetis. As you do. <laughs> and he actually seems to, like, have an effect. Here, I'll show you this. This man is stunned. He's like, did I, did I just get kicked in the face? Yeah. 
This next one, I like this panel. There's just little Darkwing flying through the air as this Yeti falls. And is <laughs> apparently asleep. I guess knocked out. Yeah, he just knocked, old cocked him, got him. He's very big. I like this next panel. It's a shot of, it's an overhead shot of the maze. And you can see Darkwing. It's implied that he's like moving around really quickly. Mm. Shouting for Launchpad, Goslin, and Gizmoduck. You can see his little footprints. Yeah, that, that's neat. Yeah, it's really cool. You can imagine him zipping from place to place. Yeah, wandering around, hitting every dead end. And then he's got his back to one of the snow walls and it starts to melt. And Gizmoduck's head pops through because Gizmoduck had a giant flamethrower on his chest and he burnt through the walls instead of going around them. Or using his helicopter. Yeah, look at that. It is putting off quite a whoosh. Darkwing has a little flamethrower thing for his gun, too. Yeah, and Gizmodex says, where are your daughter and sidekick? So I guess in this iteration, he knows that Goslin is his daughter. Oh. I think it'd be funny if he knew that, but he somehow couldn't make the connection that Drake and Darkwing are the same person. Yeah, you're right. There's just two identical Goslin mallards running around, but they're not at all the same people. Same thing with launch pads. Yes. There's just doubles. (laughs) So they hear Goslin from somewhere shouting, over here, dad. So I guess she's also kind of not afraid to reveal her connection to Darkwing. It's going to be like a really bleak ending because this is, I I assume, just going to turn into The Shining. Where Darkwing is chasing her through with an axe. No! He just freezes to death. No beer and all Gizmoduck. Make Darkwing go something something. Go <laughs> <So> crazy? <laughs> Don't mind Don't mind if you do! They just start burning through the maze, the two of them. It's really funny. It's like, why would you... I mean, it is a maze made of snow. So why would you bother if you can just cheat your way through? Yeah, I also like that it took Gizmoduck having this giant blazing flame on his chest for Darkwing to be like, oh yeah, I could do that too. <laughs> and now they're just kind of competing with each other to try to get through the maze quicker. That that checks out. It super checks out. Yes, and then he says, I hope you rest. And Gizmoduck says, what? And he says, uh, I said, find Goslin or bust. <laughs> Uttering <laughs> threats. So they come upon Goslin, who's cornered by three polar bears. That escalated quickly. Yes, and they're wearing hats. This is like a One Piece reference, like the anime. Have you ever seen One Piece? Oh, I know of it. I have not watched it. It has like 600 episodes. I gave up after 200 and something. But uh, the hats they're wearing, I'm pretty sure they're all references to characters in the anime that wear the hats. So, Mm. just a random anime reference, but (laughs) I like they're trying to save her. (laughs) And then Goslin says, you can't hurt the polar bears. They're a vulnerable species. (laughs) (laughs) And then they have to do the right thing because they're heroes, you know? I love how Goslin has to argue with him, though. He's like, more vulnerable than you. And she's like, fine, I'll (laughs) improvise. And they have a little... I like in that panel, too, where he's, like, more vulnerable than you, and she's just, like, a little head in the corner being like, Dad! <laughs> it's funny. And Gizmoduck's just tennis racketing stuff. Yes. 
He's doing his best. They take a cable line from Gizmoduck's chest and they feed it down into a hole in the water. You're like cutting the ice, yeah. I guess they pulled out some fish from the ice because we see in the next panel the bears be chowing down on some fish. They look very happy. They were just hungry. They were just hungry little guys. Yeah, let me tell you, if you ever see a polar bear in the wild, just, you know. Just go ice fishing. You're dead. No, no, they will totally watch you fish for them. And they were like, but where's Launchpad? And then Gizmo Duck says, I fear I may have solved the mystery of who created this convenient fishing hole. And he points to Launchpad's lucky scarf. His lucky scarf! No! So I guess he fell down into the hole. I'm sorry, he drowned himself. That's <laughs> <was just> dark. <laughs> they think he's been duck-napped. Um. So... Goslin sticks her head down into the water and screams for Neptunia because, you know, she's probably somewhere nearby. Mm -hmm. Of course, Darkwing's like, well, why are you calling her? And she's like, who's better to call when someone is kidnapped underwater? And uh, Darkwing Darkwing insists they don't need her help. And Gizmoduck actually agrees because they already have his help. And then, see, (laughs) now that does not sound like Gizmoduck. And then Darkwing Have you come to lend a hand? Yeah, Darkwing side-eyes him while he's looking so proud in the background. It's perfect. <laughs> Darkwing says, first of all, we have more help than I want as it is. Secondly, Neptunia and I are having a perfectly healthy and normal competition while our friend's life is at stake. And most importantly, I have a better idea about how to track Launchpad. And then it says to be continued. So we don't know uh-huh. what that... I don't know the the Lorax, what he's up to. Maybe he put a tracker on Launchpad. <laughs> he's got a chip. <laughs> Wouldn't be a bad mood. Well, Goslin is just straight up ostriching her head down that hole. Headbutt in the water. <laughs> and the intense glare. <laughs> it's <Good>. perfect. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. That's the end of issue eight. So I, so far, I think characterization on the dialogue and the humor is pretty on point. I feel like it's, yeah. you know, everything kind of is playing out in a way that's, I feel like it's a little more um, structured in that it isn't a villain of the week where it's this villain shows up and this one. It's a solid mystery. They're on the track of the case, whatever this mystery is. And uh, we get to see Gizmo Duck, which is great. Yeah. And, you know, as you were saying, it's not just, like, every issue stands alone and they're going to slap, like, a resolution at the end. It's, like, a big, like, a a connected story between the issues. And I guess, like, the villain of the week in this is which Justice Duck are we going to (laughs) see? But I don't don't imagine Giz is going to bounce out without solving this mystery, so he'll probably stick around next time, too. Oh, it's fun. I like it. Because Gizmoduck is in it. There's not a single muddle flip, but that's okay. Gizmoduck is here. He's there to make up for it. But yeah, I like the art. I feel like the art has just reached a point where it's just great. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. I like all the little facial expressions the characters make. I don't know. I guess I think the artist just really got into it. Like he's finally come into his own and he's got more comfortable with the style and everything. Yeah. And it's not like he's trying to be too on model with anything. So it's, you know, you get to see his his flair in there and I like it. It's nice. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel like he's trying to conform too much. Like when you if you were to line this one up with the very first issue, 
it's like night and day. And I think that's... Yes. I wonder if maybe there was a time frame too. Like maybe there was a crunch, went a bit fast with the earlier issues. But this is just, I don't know. I think it looks very great. Yeah, I agree. I like it. Everything you've shown me has been very nice. And I like, I I continue to enjoy the colors they use. Mm -hmm. It's all very like bright and and colorful and interesting yeah not too busy which i like yeah yeah there's some easter eggs but it isn't to the point where it's like you're you're not your brain isn't overloaded like i do like how they preserve the backgrounds for only panels where they're needed and then other times you can see they just put in the gradient and i think that's actually a really good method because not only does it save time you truly do not need a background for every single panel in a comic and it lets you focus on the characters more like the page that i have up right now as we're talking about this is the one with darkwing giving the scathing look to gizmoduck as gizmoduck is just smiling to himself in gizmoduck fashion is that has like just like a red gradient background and it's just like really lets you focus on just how completely disgusted darkwing is <laughs> exactly and it just it's also like a mood changer the red like you said so yeah because everything is very blue because they're in a you know a nice place and then there's just this one fiery red panel of darkwing glaring it's paced out better and uh i like the dialogue like the jokes and stuff darkwing holding Mm -hmm. up his finger while slurping his drink (laughs) (laughs) yes the uh the disrespect to launch bad continues it tracks. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes because I genuinely have no idea who the Lorax is. Wow, I mean, obviously it's the Lorax. <laughs> it's the the Lord Lorquax. Oh, yeah. Trying to put a I'll, duck spin. Sounds on good. It. I think you nailed it again. Angie and I are available for consulting work at any time. <laughs> so that's fun I, I liked these these were fun i'm only afraid that like the next justice deck is gonna be like stegmont and we're gonna have to deal with an issue of him but i'll probably make him less annoying stegmont is inevitable we cannot prevent him <laughs> to us <laughs> he is like the steady march of time like the grim reaper's hand he will always <laughs> he will always find you <laughs> cradling his hot dog to his chest Uh, there we go all right so that's issue seven and eight as far as i know i don't know if it goes beyond issue 10 because there's an issue nine for sure and there's an issue 10 because they've released covers for them and like that's scheduled up to october but i don't actually know if there's anything beyond that because i haven't seen anything so it could end at issue 10 potentially Mm. okay and then Negaduck starts next month, September. Yeah, which in my head, I keep telling myself, wow, the Negaduck comic is so far away because September is so far away. And it's I don't really know. Not. Yeah, like in my head, September is like four months away. And I'm like, holy, no, September is in a couple weeks. No, it's, it is seven days away. Oh, I don't like that. See, I, I like the Negaduck <laughs> comic, but I don't like September because that's when it gets cold here. <laughs> That's when you have to start building your ice labyrinth, yes. I mean, who knows what, we'll be in the thick of winter when this just gets posted for people to listen to. So enjoy our, our talking from the past. We are in late August here, hanging on to the last scraps of summer with uh, 
like our most beloved hot dogs. Mm. Um, <laughs> do we want to pick an episode for? Oh yeah, we could spin that wheel. Spin it. Let's begin it. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, it is very on topic. We got justice, justice ducks, baby. Yeah. Wasn't that one of our breaking case, or was that a different episode? Um, I think it was one of the breaking case of. Uh, do we want to? We want to take this off and spin again. I mean, it's topical. Like, do we want to wait until after this comic arc is done to do it, or do we? I'll, I'll spin it. I'll spin it again. Yes. It's gonna. It's gonna betray me. It's gonna hurt me now. Oh, it's not actually. It's um stress to kill. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. That is a good one. That's a Megavolt and Quackerjack one. Yes. That is, I think, their... my pick for team ups. Dr. Hebe and Dr. Jeebe. Dr. Hebe, Dr. Jeebe. <laughs> well, beautiful. So next time we will talk about stress to kill, which I feel like is something anyone who is going through like the stigma, immovable march of time. That just keeps coming for us. Stress just keeps coming for you, too. Uh, as Angie and I both know, as we are being handed our asses in this earliest of times of Mercury Retrograde, <laughs> um, we shall be seeking psychiatric help next time from the likes of Dr. Hebe and Dr. GB, And we will gladly let you help us pay that copay which is an American thing, and you don't have to worry about that. And we will catch y'all next time. So remember, until then, uh, yetis don't sleep, and neither do we. Don't forget to polish your golden eggs. Keep them clean. Keep them secret. Keep them safe. 